to the Blind Luminations podcast, your source for information on being married to blindness. Now get ready for your extreme superhero team, the dynamic duo, Mark and Jan. Hey Illuminati, welcome to the Blind Luminations podcast. I'm one half of your hosting team. At night they call me the Blind Avenger as I roam the rooftops, but during the day my <laughs> friends know me as just Mark. I'm seated here alongside my very sighted wife. At night, she is known as the guiding goddess, but during the day, our friends and family call her Jan. How are you doing today, Jan? Mm-hmm. I'm doing good. <laughs> you didn't sound too sure of yourself there for a second. <laughs> you're like, mm-hmm, I don't know. But you're doing good? Yep. Things, things are going well? Yep. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, For those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome, and uh, definitely be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get great podcasts, in case you aren't familiar with the format here. I am completely blind, and my wife, as I said, is completely sighted, and we basically just go over our day-to-day lives and the different things we deal with, uh, with one of us being disabled and the other one being not disabled, (laughs) being fully abled. I think that's the term they use, right? Yeah, it is. Okay, so... Uh, we've already proven that I don't know terms. So for those of you who think I'm going to know what I'm talking about as we proceed, mm-hmm. uh, you might be sorely disappointed. But uh, we will do our best to to plow through this potisode, as it were, and uh, get some get some good content to your ear holes. So anyway, what have you been up to lately, Jan? We'll start off with that. Oh, you know me. I, I do know uh, you. I You're write, my wife. I write a little. You do, so and you've got a new. Blog. Yeah, you have yeah. a new post on the blog actually mm-hmm. about um, some reform, different things you would like to see happen to ODSP, mm-hmm. uh, which is something we've been talking about a little bit more heavily recently. Uh, we're getting back into that a little bit more. So uh, now you're providing your opinions on the blog, and I'm really glad because it's one thing I think. To hear from somebody who is disabled and receiving ODSP for that, but hearing from somebody who's fully abled and married to the person is just as important. I well, think. I thank anyway. you. <laughs> yeah, no. I uh, well, I think it, it creates an interesting perspective, and it's something that people need to hear because the people who are disabled are not the only ones going through hardships when they're mm-hmm. in a benefit unit with ODSP, which we've talked about yeah. pretty extensively on the website and even here in the podcast. Yeah, I have another thing I'm working on right now about uh, the benefit units. Yeah, and that we'll and get to you benefit yeah. units. Yeah, so uh, yeah. definitely. Doing my research on this is just crazy for some of the things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I know. The more you read about it and the more you learn about how the system works, it, it makes it even more mind-boggling to see how it's how it's continued to be that way and how people are supposed to uh, live on this income because it doesn't make much sense, these rules. It's, well, it's a very, very it's a very broken system. Well, it's a very piecemeal system. Right. Because when you look at the dates of different sections, they can vary by, you know, almost 10 years in some cases. Like, it's, it's a little uh, incredible mm-hmm. how... how different they are and they've just you know never went the whole way around to look at it again to me it just goes to show you how much of an afterthought people who are disabled are sometimes because it's kind of like instead of doing a big reform and 
just changing the system and making something that works. It's like, okay, well, we'll patch this little hole here. Oh, we'll do this little thing there until it becomes this whole, this whole kind of system of convoluted fixes that don't really end up being fixes because it's so piecemeal, as you say. The thing is, is that I don't, I don't know if it was so much afterthought as it is sort of some of the way government can work. I guess like as a disabled... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Because as I look at it, there's a lot of things that I like to say, like, put the work in. Mm -hmm. And like when they, they talk about tax reform and everything like that, it's like, you know, if they really went to do this, it could take two years Mm -hmm. to actually do a proper reform well they can't wait two years because they've promised to do it so they'll do a little bit and say it's tax reform or they'll have something else and you'll hear in the news like experts saying like it would actually take this long to to do it properly and they need immediate results to show voters and that so i i think it's I guess for me, like, like that too. yeah, I guess for me as a disabled person, you're kind of conditioned to feel like you're, I mean, you're in a minority to begin with, so you're kind mm. of conditioned to feel like your needs are being tossed aside. So from my perspective, at least, I feel very neglected mm-hmm. um, in the way they treat stuff. And the thing to me with that too is like you talk about tax reform and how they would need to do that over a longer period of time but when it comes to disabled people yeah okay maybe that might need a longer period of time but i don't view it as like an issue that'll make or break somebody a political party's election chances to me it's something they would have the luxury of time to complete because it's not necessarily something that's going to sink them in a in a provincial election Mm. you know what i mean like i feel like they have more leeway in terms of doing something and it's gone decades without being addressed properly so really it makes you feel like an afterthought because of that well, no, it's it's a valid feeling because, mm. I mean, tax reform is tax reform, but disability and support for people with disabilities and stuff like that, that's people. Um, yeah. That's very immediate people, whereas mm. tax reform is a little, you know, it deals with businesses and stuff like that. So, so you can sort of get away a little bit more with piecemeal. I think it's frustrating, too, because, like, a lot of people can see like quick fixes they could implement that would help a lot without needing to reform the entire system. Well, but see, for me, I find that some of that is part of the problem is that they want to do the immediate fixes. Like you have to have more of a, uh, overarching plan for mm-hmm. me that okay we can do this now this will fix this problem but this is step one of, well you know, yeah no and one. i agree with that and to that's me that's what i would say and, is, and for me i see it as like they aren't even taking step one at well, the yeah. moment that's the big problem for me yeah and that's that's why i feel neglected as somebody who's disabled because it's like you can't even get them to step one at the moment well exactly that's, that's where yeah okay yeah. so i think we're in agreement with that you yeah just yeah we were just explaining it differently so yeah, yeah sometimes, definitely sometimes the disagreement is just semantics <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> just just little just, details, yeah just a little like... miscommunication between the two of us but mm-hmm. uh, yeah we get there eventually as any good marriage does right Mm-hmm. I admit you're right, and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Happy exactly. wife, happy wife, happy life. Right? That's that's what they say. Yep. 
So anyway. So anyway, I've that was I was doing that, but yeah. I also watched. I was gonna say, you know, like all this talk about ODSP. Yeah. I think it's time for a revolution, <laughs> yes. and that inspires us. Yeah. And it's From also the, a reference to what you watched. Yes, which was uh, called Crip Camp. So C R I P. Yes, Camp. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's Crip Camp: A Disability Revolution. That's why yes. I, I was saying the revolution thing. You need to mention that part so that my segue makes sense. <laughs> If it didn't, I didn't know the full you, name. Oh, okay. The full title is, yeah, that's the full title. I know, like, on screen they just say Crip Camp in the documentary, but the mm. full title on Netflix is Crip Camp, A Disability Revolution. Oh, okay. So that's that's why I was going into the whole thing about a revolution. You're probably mm. thinking, like, what the hell is he talking yeah, about? Yeah, just Why is go. he doing oh, this? He's, he's ruining this entire mm. episode. But anyway, go ahead. So... Yeah, it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. It was about a camp uh, from the 1970s, early 70s. Was it the 70s or the late 60s? It was late 60s. I think it ended up closing by the early 70s. Yeah, it closed in the 70s for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what it was was that uh, basically, as they, they explain it, was that some hippies decided to have this camp for people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it showcased some people that had gone. And the camp was unique because it was designed for people with disabilities to only be with people with disabilities to, I'm trying to not use the word normal, but not stand out. They were, yeah, it exactly. was just, it was okay. Like, yeah. You had, uh, Cerebral, cerebral, cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy. Yeah. I have problems with words. <laughs> it's CP, all right. other people would have it too. You'd mm. have, you know, people that were in wheelchairs. You had people that couldn't use their hands very well. People that, you know, people that were blind. And it was just, everything was okay. This was just normal. Mm. And so it was a very different experience and, and yeah, I should say this, the only people who were not disabled at this camp were some of the camp counselors, right? Yeah. Yeah. And some of them had had no experience. Yeah, exactly. Just one guy who says basically he had never been around that many disabled people at once until they started like coming off the bus. Yeah. And he had no idea it was a camp just for disabled people. Yeah. That's not so, the way it was marketed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they basically the just job. said they needed camp counselors. Yeah. And so he thought, oh, that's cool. Like, I'll do this and whatever. And yeah. what did he say? He said, something like, I'd been around as many other disabled, like, as I'd many disabled. Through, I'd, I'd had as much contact with uh, people with disabilities as I had with uh, sumo wrestlers. Yeah, exactly. And this, yeah, this was a camp. It was in New York, right? Yeah. The state of New York. So, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So they went and, you know, they they slept overnight and everything like that. They'd have different uh, activities. You know, they'd have baseball. And they were saying, like, with some of it, it was, you know, there was no, you're not going to get picked for the team. It was, no, you're... You're up to bat, like yeah. You, you go and you try. Yeah, to hit nobody the ball. was excluded. Like they yeah, had there people just there to expected, assist yeah. 
others to do things if they couldn't they had like the pool and they had people to assist getting people in and out of the wheelchairs yeah different things like that and they had different and, things and this was before they had accessible buses yeah because in the video um they would show people carrying people into the bus and then carrying them out of the bus and putting them in a wheelchair like it was it was very <laughs> You know, he had to be strong to do this. Yeah. But it was actually very interesting because it showed a lot of care. And mm. what happened was, well, I don't want to give away the whole thing. But anyway. I know it's one of those things you want to talk about it, but at the same time, you don't want to give away too much. But it was showing how because of that experience and because of that bond, when it came later in life, going mm. back to, you know, the world that was not as accepting um there were there was a different law coming out yeah they basically formed yeah and they formed a bond at the camp that allowed them to fight for their own rights yeah uh together and use that power to make change yeah because they knew how to to work together they had mm. had this they knew what they wanted mm -hmm. and they said like this this is what we deserve. This was great. Like, why can't it be everywhere? <laughs> it's one of those things, right? Once you have a taste of that, it becomes a question of, why can't this be possible? Well, yeah. Because it just didn't make sense afterwards to them. Yeah, they said, like... They lived their whole lives, and, yeah. And suddenly was, well, no, like, this isn't this. And it's like, but but it yeah. can be. <laughs> it's, it's a very good documentary. I watched it after you did. Yeah, because I uh, kind of recommended it. Yeah, you it. recommended it, and it had audio description as yeah. well. So anybody who is blind and wants to check it out on Netflix, you can definitely do that and get mm -hmm. a full picture of what it's about. And uh, I think the most shocking thing for me was just the... Um, how the world, like the different accommodations that were being made for people who are disabled mm. uh, in the school system and different stuff like that and their rights or their lack of rights at the time. And it's just appalling to look back on and think that people thought it was okay to treat them that way. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's insane to me. So, I mean, as much as I'm not going to say like we should be so thankful for what we have now, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It could, I, it was so much worse back then. It's, it's hard to believe. I think one of my favorite lines from it is uh, one of the women that were that was um, fighting for the revolution and that, and uh, she was trying very hard and everything, was that she was saying, like, you know, there needs to be more after they, they sort of got as far as they did. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite lines was, was her saying, I'm tired of having to be grateful for accessible toilets. Yeah, exactly. I'm tired of having to be thankful for all of these things that, like, are just normal. Like, mm -hmm. essentially, yeah, totally. That part really sticks out. There's a lot of good parts. There's a lot of interesting characters in the uh, documentary. And I think it does a really good job at um, showing people how those of us with disabilities are just like everyone else. We're just normal people with everyone else like that have different abilities mm. different levels of accessibility or like abilities that we can use so uh i thought it was really well done in that sense as well mm. just to really have a human connection and show that these people think the same way as everyone else and they just want to be treated with respect yeah. and dignity and also if you do want to see that was uh judith might pronounce her name wrong human um 
but yeah, that's her. And so if you want to see her younger, and you can see, yeah, you you can do that too because she's still she's still a strong advocate in that. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's yeah. definitely like seen it through up until this day, even. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Although they just call her Judy in the in yeah. the documentary the whole time. I didn't know her yeah. full name. They just say <laughs> they just call her Judy. Well, yeah, because she's even in Judy, the audio right? description. They just mm-hmm. call her Judy, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, and they they have their own revolution. They were they had a sit in that lasted for. Well, let's over not spoil the whole days. thing now. Or, or we, I thought so we did a pretty really good job. I thought we did a pretty good job of giving a synopsis without mm-hmm. spoiling too much here. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to blow the whole story. Yeah. So it was really cool. We want so you to watch it. Yeah, watch that, and it's inspired us. It has so. What are you doing with the website, good sir? Well, uh, for those of you who have been reading our blog on the website, uh, and those of you who haven't, what are you waiting for? you got to get going on our website. We'll give you an address. But uh, for those of you who have been reading the blog, you will know that uh, I recently posted something called the ODSP Chronicles, which is definitely about, or essentially about, uh, ODSP, the Ontario Disability Support Program here in uh, the province we live in and how uh, a lot of people don't think it's very adequate in terms of providing assistance to those of us who have a disability and can't work or do different things. So um, I'm basically asking people for their stories, uh, their experiences on ODSP and I'm putting together a little website uh, that's we will be collecting articles, um, interviewing people, posting their stories on this website. And it looks like it's going to be, right now, uh, as we're talking about it, Jan and I have been kind of planning things, uh, it's going to be an extension of the Blind Illuminations website. I don't know if it'll be a subdomain off of the website or if it will be uh, part of the menu on our website and whatever, but... uh it's going to be called the ODSP Chronicles. Uh, I've got a Facebook page set up. Still got to set up other social media and stuff, but we're going to kind of have it be its own separate thing within the website. So uh, we're looking for people to share their stories. If you want to do that, you can leave us a comment. Uh, it'll send an email to us. If you go to our contact us page at uh, com slash contact us slash and uh, there's a form you can fill out there. Just put the ODSP Chronicles in the subject and uh, let us know uh, if you want to be contacted and what your story might be. And uh, we will follow up on that. Right now, we've probably got about, I would say, a half a dozen people already since I posted this last week who uh, are interested in having their stories told. And uh it, it continues to grow so it's something we're kind of building we're kind of going by the seat of our pants to uh, plan this all out but uh, it's something we want to get online because i think a lot of us within that community have agreed that the media at least mainstream media has not done a great job of covering what we go through and really bringing it to the forefront and giving us that spotlight and until that happens i don't believe that things will change very much a lot of times i think politicians really need to not be publicly shamed but they need to have something come out in the public uh and have it become a big issue in order to address it 
So uh, I think it's time we apply a little bit more pressure on them and get our stories out because I want people to see us as human beings as well instead of just numbers and statistics. I think that's another big problem with everything. So I'm not I'm not looking to exploit people's stories, but I do want people to know what we go through. And I want to give people who may not have a voice ordinarily uh, the chance to tell their side of the story and what they go through with the support and um, how it works for them or doesn't work for them. And basically get that out there so that people can make their own choices and... Uh, hopefully we can rally behind each other and make some change. Mm-hmm. So feels like a sales pitch, but uh, that's really what I'm hoping to accomplish with everything because after everything we went through with uh, CERB and having that clawed back by the government and basically both being vulnerable health-wise to COVID-19, um, we couldn't manage by taking CERB with Jam being off work. She's had to go back to work. And I don't think that's right. I don't think that the most vulnerable people in our country should have to go back to work because they can't afford to stay home and be healthy and safe. I think it's kind of bullshit. So uh, it just fired me up a little bit. And uh, I wasn't really satisfied with the responses I got back from provincial and federal governments. So uh, I'm kind of taking matters into my own hands and hopefully... Uh, creating a little bit of noise in the way I can anyway. Um, that's basically my skill is to write. So I'm hoping to use that to do something constructive instead of just holding on to that resentment and anger towards the people who make these decisions. Because to me, if you're not doing anything, um, that can sometimes be really bad. And I think that it makes you even more angry and it just creates this whole toxic kind of uh, existence in a sense. So uh, I think it's it's important to make your voices heard mm-hmm. anyway. And that's what I'm hoping to do. So well, That's the thing. I think it's important to have the voices heard, to share it, and to really show that community. Because I think that's one of the, the takeaways from the the documentary we watched was just Mm. they sort of i'd like to think that they sort of realize like they're not in this alone well it's funny you mention that because like even from the people i've heard from so far i get the sense that a lot of them feel like they are alone like they are being kind of set aside and not paid attention Mm. to and like they have to fight so hard just for themselves and i'm not sure if everyone realizes how much of the same thing is happening to everyone and how much, um, I don't want to say like people are going through the same struggles cause it's different for everybody. Right. Well, yeah. But I get the same time. I don't think people realize that there is a network out there that would like to fight this if they know like they can support each other. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest hurdles for any group trying to bring about bring about change mm-hmm. uh is the the connecting to make a network that can facilitate the outcome they want yes which is a really fancy way for me to say get together and do stuff mm-hmm. but and i mean it's, it's not easy all the time yeah. yeah because you have to organize you have to be on the same page and sometimes those things don't happen well yeah and you and it's 
because each disability can be different and yes. is different. Each situation is different. It's not that it's hard to find the common ground, but there are already barriers to it because there's uh, deals with how much money people have in order to connect and communicate. There's different things like that. There's, I mean, if you were trying to talk to a blind person, they can be signing to you. You're not going to see it. So there, there's trying to get over that hurdle yeah. and figuring out how to communicate. If it's somebody who has aphasia, which is um, a problem with speaking mm. and, you know, stuff like that, uh, it, it can be a big barrier. But they are in the group, too. So I think with some of it, it's very easy to fall into the trap of thinking that your situation is your situation alone, and it's just so hard to connect. Even yeah. though we've been asked more than once, I think, like, oh, you're blind. Do you know so-and-so? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, no, well, we're not all connected. There, there is an expectation that somehow there's, you know, the blind beacon. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I will admit, there is a certain community within the area of yeah. blind people, but, I mean, I'm not part of that necessarily yeah like automatically just because i'm blind right well, exactly i mean people have different levels of blindness and also i mean depending on where they're at in their process of accepting mm. um being blind i mean some people it happens later in life some people they're born blind it's different right for mm. everybody so even with that and that's just a small section within the greater uh, disability community in exactly. Ontario, which is an entire province. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even in the uh, messages I've received so far, there's been several different things, several different reasons why people are on ODSP. So, I mean, it's something to keep in mind. And uh, it, it's just such a wide net. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it's it's been really interesting so far, I will say. Uh, I've enjoyed talking to people and hearing their stories and uh, really hearing what's going on out there. It's kind of blown my mind a little bit because, you know, you think you have it bad or you think your situation is not the best and then you hear other people's situations and you wonder how they get by and it's just crazy that they're allowed to live that way um that not more is done to help protect people mm -hmm. from being homeless or you know different things um due to things that are beyond their control I mean, mm -hmm. these are disabilities. Like, it's not like they asked for them. It's not like they just decided one day to stop doing things. Like, it's... Well, exactly. There are underlying reasons for these disabilities that are out of their control. Like, it's not... These circumstances don't always... Like, they aren't... <laughs> they can't help the situations they're under. Mm -hmm. When it comes to a disability, it's, it's just not possible. So, I mean, to act as if we need to be grateful or we need to just suck it up because, you know, they shouldn't have to pay for us or whatever. It's mm -hmm. like, well, what are we supposed to do then? Because not all of us can work. Not all of us can do different things. And I think there's this big misconception that people who refuse to work are just lazy and it's, mm -hmm. it's BS because it's not true. There's people who can't do it. So, well, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's a little bit of my soapbox there. Mm -hmm. 
This wasn't planned, obviously. Yeah, I did not script this. I think everybody <laughs> listening can tell. Uh, I just kind of go off on my mini rants here, but uh, mm-hmm. it's definitely something that I'm passionate about and that I want to pursue, and uh, we really want to work on it and get it out there. So mm-hmm. uh, once again, if anybody wants to... Uh, get in touch with us about their stories you can do so two ways actually you can do the contact form that i mentioned a little bit earlier or you can also just email us odsp at blindluminations.com and uh, i'll get that email from you and uh, we can go from there as well so uh, we're trying to make it as simple as possible uh, to contact us Mm -hmm. and um and to get your story out there. And I also want to mention, too, that for those who are not comfortable with uh, with revealing their identities, I understand because it's very sensitive. Uh, with ODSP, you don't want to feel like you're being targeted because you are relying on that social assistance. Uh, we will not have an issue using aliases uh, if you are requesting them because we understand that you still need a certain amount of privacy. And uh, we are very sensitive to that. So... Uh, We totally get where people are coming from when it comes to that. And we don't want to do anything that's going to make anybody feel uncomfortable because that's not the purpose of this. It doesn't make sense to upset the people that we are trying to fight for change for. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the point of fighting for change for all of us if I'm going to be upsetting those same people well, in the yeah. process, it doesn't make sense. So it's really something that we're trying to be mindful of, and uh, we're going to do our best to make sure everybody's voices are heard in the way they want them to be heard and uh, to be sensitive to any uh, privacy issues or any issues they have with feeling comfortable mm. with it. So, And just a segue, I know usually we bring this up later in the uh the pot is so closer to the end, mm-hmm. but I think it'd be a good time to remind people that we are on Twitter. So even if you don't want to do the full, you know, give us your story or something, if you ever want to reach out and just, you know, say hi and uh, maybe connect to other people on Twitter who are in similar situations because you can see things, it is Blind Illumination. Yeah, at uh, Blind Illumination. Yeah, not with Twitter. the S, unfortunately. Yeah, we they don't give us enough characters for that. They're nights like that. Oh, the limitations. Oh, the limitations of technology. We can't have 16 characters. It has to be 15. But there is that. There's also um, on Reddit, there's a... What is it called? It's, it's a, a subreddit. A it's an ODSP subreddit. subreddit. So uh, if you want to join yeah. there, uh, there are a bunch of different things there too. If you're blind, there's a blind subreddit as well. Uh, you just search those terms and uh, it'll pop up. And I find those communities are really good um, at explaining certain things. They're very understanding. They're very kind. They don't, uh, they don't try and act like they know everything and they're not snobs about different stuff because everybody's learning in different ways. So uh, I think people understand that. And even those who know more now, definitely they're at a point in their lives where they were just coming to terms with different things as well. And it's it's an ongoing battle when you have a disability. You, you take yeah. it day by day. It's Some days are easier than others, and uh, sometimes you just need that support. So, yeah, that's a good point, Jan. If you need to reach out, there are definitely yeah. avenues to do so. There are several groups on Facebook as well. Um, social media is really good 
for support when it comes to that. I know social media yeah. has a lot of negatives as well, but uh, definitely different communities do exist yeah. out there online to help break down those barriers. And it's one of the, the good things about it is, as much as I said, like, you can say hello or something. If, you know, they, they say lurking, but if you're uncomfortable and you sort of want to, you know, stay in the room and see what the conversation is, that's something with the, the social media that you can do mm-hmm. is that, you know, you can follow someone on Twitter and you don't necessarily need to say hi to every single person in the room, so to speak. But if it makes you feel more comfortable until you're able or ready to say hi or anything like that, it, it's still nice. You can still be able to take things away from these subreddit groups or anything like that without having to, you know, put yourself out there if you're not ready. Totally. Yeah. No, it's really good because you get those resources. You can see different people interacting and you don't necessarily have to take part in the conversation if you're not comfortable doing so. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of topics that I just read and kind of don't comment on but uh it's it's always good to get information because there's plenty out there that's Mm -hmm. the one good thing about the internet it's not like it was back in the 70s when they had this camp Mm -hmm. where these people didn't have any way of connecting now it's it's a lot easier to connect even if you're a teenager or whatever if you're Mm -hmm. older if you're in middle age (laughs) like whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you can connect more easily online mm-hmm. and different things like that. So uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why they're they're saying that they want internet to be considered a, ba- a basic right. Yeah. That you need it because I think everyone's realized at this point that's needed to, for human connection beyond just, yeah. you know, your front door or, you know, your close community. Well, and I mean, look at right now. Well, at the time we're in a pandemic. I know. I mean, can you imagine trying to communicate when you don't have the internet or something like that like that would be mm. so difficult you wouldn't you would have the phone but that's about it i, know. I mean it's not like you could see anybody or the, getting news and stuff it, mm-hmm. you'd have the tv and the phone that's that would be definitely that would be really difficult well yeah so i mean yeah it's something yeah. so i mean definitely sorry right now like right now there's an argument of uh for the covid app it's you know you can only get it if you have a phone that's less than five years old. Right. And so the the argument is that it, it limits accessibility. But I think the better argument is that no one should be forced to have a phone that's over five years yeah, old. Yeah, exactly. With technology the way it is, with the world the way it is and everything else like mm-hmm. someone should be able to afford an updated phone well, I mean, if they even, choose yeah. like i mean even with the cnib the canadian national institute for the blind they have a program where they take um gently used phones and they yeah. redistribute them to their clients who need that kind of technology to get by because there's so much you can do with a phone for the blind they have different apps that can identify objects um you can connect with people to describe things for you if you can't see them or exactly and stuff like, like that so i mean it's yeah like you said it, it's definitely yeah. a basic yeah, well, it should be a basic yeah, right because I, people need it. Yeah, because it's one of those things. Like I've I've heard the argument, and like I get the accessibility argument, but at the same time, I think the the bigger argument is, well, why can't people afford these phones? Why yeah. is it where you have a pandemic and this is only accessible to this, but these people can't access it? Yeah. 
Exactly. And uh, I think that's a bigger issue. But that's, So you know, get your yeah. act together. Exactly. People. Make these things yeah, available. DSP. Come on now, people. Come Government. on. Odsp. That's how my computer pronounces it sometimes. It does. Odsp. Yeah, if it's not capitalized, it's Odsp. 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 Yeah. It's, mm. it's very entertaining. But uh, anyway, so is that about it? Do you have anything else you would like to say? I would like to say the last thing about social media, since we're on that little kick, okay. is your pictures. My pictures? Yes. Oh, my pictures. pictures. You like my o- pictures? I do enjoy your pictures. On Instagram, I recently started every day posting a blind, uh, fo- well, my blind photography is what <laughs> I call it. And basically, I take a uh, picture, even though I can't see, and uh, we put it up on there. Jan helps. It's a really neat process because mm. I'll say what I do is I take a bunch. I have an idea of like the area I want to capture, what I would like to take a picture of, and I take like a crap ton of pictures of like different angles, different like I try to move the camera slightly, different things like that. So like one of them will be a good picture, essentially. Mm. So basically I take like 20 pictures and I bring them to Jan. And then she whittles them down to a good picture. I always have at least one good picture. Yeah, there's always one. Yes. So um, so you whittle them down, and then you provide the description for the alt text, which is, for those who don't know, uh, people who are blind in Instagram, There's if you go into the advanced options, there is a section for alt text. And in there, you can actually type a description of the photo. So people who are blind and use screen reading software, when they navigate through Instagram, it'll actually tell them that description. It'll read that description out loud to them, and they will be able to know what's in the photo. So what you've been doing is you take my phone and you get the picture that we're going to use, and you write the alt text. And for me, it's kind of like you're Ill- Ill- like you're giving eyesight to the photo that I've taken. Mm-hmm. You're illustrating it for me. Yeah, I try to be a little more artsy fartsy with the yeah no and i've asked you for like a really detailed description and it's really cool because Mm. it's almost like you're creating a photo in my mind and it's Mm. it's been really neat Uh, i've really enjoyed the process that we've been doing is i i equated it to like i take the photos and you're like the developer (laughs) you develop the photo like you're you're putting it in the solution and it's gradually coming into focus Mm. until i get the finished product and i can see everything and to be fair, you had one day where you were doing shots mm-hmm. all over the place. And yeah, and our, where we record the podcast, yeah, actually. And yeah, there, the were, there were five good pictures out of that bunch. Mm-hmm. And we've got all five. We're probably yeah. going to use them on different days and mm-hmm. stuff. But... Uh, yeah, so it's it's been an enter- yeah it's been an enter I can't talk today it's been an entertaining process and I've really enjoyed it so it's something I plan on continuing so if you want to check those out uh, you can do so just go to Instagram.blindilluminations.com and uh, it'll bring you straight to our Instagram page and you can follow us there or if you want to on other social media like Jan said uh, you can go to Twitter.blindilluminations.com and that'll bring you to our Twitter page and we 
we are also on Facebook at facebook.blindluminations.com. So uh, those are three ways you can look at what we're doing. You can also contact us, uh, feedback at blindluminations.com. That's actually the same email uh, the form on our website emails too. So those are two ways you can get in contact with us as well. And like I said, uh, odspupblineilluminations.com if you are interested in taking part in the ODSP Chronicles, which we will be uh, planning out and expanding on a little bit more going forward. But uh, we do have our plans kind of lining up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just been uh, taken a little bit to get my feet under me because it's it's been a little bit daunting. I, I was honestly surprised with how much feedback I've received so far. So uh, if I am slow to get back to anyone who has contacted me, I apologize. I've apologized in any response mm. uh, I've given to people. I've, I've apologized in advance because uh, I'm not entirely sure how quickly I will be able to get back to you with questions for the article itself. But I promise that I will get back to each and every person who contacts us and uh, get things going. Uh, if you don't mind having patience with me because uh, I do want to get everybody's stories out there. And I believe Jan's going to be helping me as well. Yes, I would be. So, uh, so we'll both be doing this thing together and, uh, we both graduated from journalism. So we're both, uh, we both know how to write. We both know how to do things. We're good. You're in yeah, good we, hands is what I'm trying to say. We have both been paid to write for, uh, yes. newspapers we, or, we've both or, written or professionally as stuff, a, yeah. So. We both had professional jobs as uh, writers in news media. Yeah, so we, we uh, are not hacks. <laughs> exactly, we're good. We uh, we graduated. We'll uh, we were um, we were well regarded in our yes. program uh, at the time, and uh, yeah. So uh, and, you're in good hands. Yeah, you can trust us. Is yeah. what I'm trying and to say. And as you can tell, I hope it's come across that we have a great respect. For anyone who does this, so yes, exactly. So uh, they started a revolution at Crip Camp, and that's not actually what the camp is called, by the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> that would be bad. But uh, they started a revolution there, and now we're starting a revolution uh, with the ODSP Chronicles, and uh, we're getting ready to make some noise. And mm-hmm. we're looking forward to having you on board, and we're looking forward to being able to help you get your voices out there. Yeah. So. So help us help you. <laughs> help us help you. Thanks. I, I like that little tagline. Help us help you. You know, we, we, we want to do that. So anyway, you got anything else you would like to talk about this week, Jan? No, that was about it. That's it? Yeah, let's close this out. Let people go on with their lives. <laughs> wow, you really uh, made this podcast sound like crap. Thanks. Um, anyway, so yeah, like I said. Follow us on social media for any updates when it comes to uh, this, uh, the ODSP Chronicles, anything we're doing, activism related, or even if it's just for stuff on the website at www.blindluminations.com. We are posting blog posts on there fairly regularly. Jan has another one coming out soon about uh, stuff related to ODSP. I'm sure I'll be talking. the benefit unit. Yes. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, the benefit unit stuff under ODSP. And, uh, yeah, and I'm always talking about different things, too. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm there, too, I guess. But uh, anyway. It takes me longer because I have to go over my math. (laughs) Well, you go over your math. You do a lot more research. Like, your articles are a lot more research-intensive than mine are. Mm -hmm. Like, mine, it's just I find a few links and I link them in there. So, Mm -hmm. But, 
I mean, I write long articles too, so. Yeah, that's but whatever. True. So anyway, so yeah, keep an eye out for that or ear if you're blind. It's possible. This is blind illuminations after all. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, don't be a dingleberry. Keep your ear holes happy by subscribing and make sure you tune in for another episode of the Blind Illuminations podcast in two weeks. Thank you so much. Bye. Catch you later, alligator. <laughs> Every while, crocodile. Blind Luminations was created by Mark and Jeanette Rushley. Past episodes and even more content can be found at www.blindluminations.com or by subscribing via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever great podcasts are found. Theme music was provided by Bill Nouveau at www.nouveauentertainment.com. This podcast has been a Fire Teddy production. Are you the name production?